You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you live from Tasmania. Right across Australia, each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about the past, current and future events. Learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is and why we're here and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host and presenter, David Leo. Happy Wednesday and welcome to our Tazzy Encounters show. Now, this is the first time that I'm going live uh, by myself, but I have Jason with me this morning. He's been teaching me the ropes and showing me how to set up the radio, how to how to do all these uh, things in the background. And if anybody knows, they know there's a lot of things that go <laughs> that go on behind the scenes. So uh, Jason does do a lot of work, but he's here with me, um, just making sure that I can uh, get things right and. Make sure I'm handling the little devices and the microphones and, and, and whatnot. I was going to uh, say, if you want me to talk, David, you're going to have to turn my mic up. So there you go. Um, he was trying to give me the sign. My mic is an on and now no one can hear me. So, yeah, so, so we, uh, we live and we learn. But, um, yeah, hopefully as uh, we continue with our, our series, I can have some more people on here. We can um, meet some interesting people to tell us some stories. And you can definitely hear some Taz encounters from some of our, our own locals. But... Um, when, uh, well, Jason, how are, you, how are you doing this morning anyway? I'm doing very well. I can just see the blue skies coming out. It's been very uh, foggy over here in Glenorchy. Oh, it has, yeah. But uh, it's going to be a sunny day, I think, uh, after the fog clears. Yep. Yeah, it's and beautiful. How's, how's it been training me, trying to teach me how to do all these things? Well, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. We're nearly there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it has been interesting. I like I like learning new things, and, uh, yeah, there's, there's quite a few things that happen back here, but... Um, Praise the Lord, I'm glad glad to be here. But we've been going to a series, I've called it um, uh, The Currency of God's Kingdom. Basically, I've been trying to give the idea of my conviction that I believe that the family unit, as we understand it, is meant to demonstrate the love that God's trying to teach us uh, in His kingdom. So the more we understand family relationships and how it's meant to work, the more we get an insight to how God wants to relate to us and us to Him and how we relate to each other. And so last week we had episode five, which was based on parenting, and uh, I discussed the um, you know, how having a child gives you an insight in how God feels about us. And so when you are a parent, whether you've had your own children or you've adopted children or foster children, you know what it means to not think about yourself and to put your, you know, basically put your life and other things on the line to uh, support another. Well, we kind of swing things around now, and I kind of wonder whether I should have started with this one, uh, being a child, mm. right? Being a child now. You've, we went through marriage. Uh, now talking, we talked about parenting last week, and now we're talking about what it means to be a child. I, I wonder, Jason, <clears throat> do you remember a time where you didn't have to worry about bills, worry yeah. about whether <laughs> there was any food in the pantry, yeah. uh, worry about... Uh, where there's enough clothes to wear. Do you, do you remember I, those days? I do remember, and I shouldn't tell this little story, but I've got a little story. That the thing that I can recall, a very memorable experience, is um, when uh, I was young and I was at childcare. I didn't go to childcare very often, but one day I was at childcare and uh, my mum didn't turn up to pick me up. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I was a child, I had to worry about whether mum was going to come and pick me up. <laughs> you, it was that, it was that traumatic. You remember it? <laughs> it is. You remember, wow. <laughs> I, I think it only ever happened once. <coughs> only happened once, but uh, I still remember that. Oh wow! Mm. Yeah, you know, like I being being res- a responsible adult now, 
I miss the days of being a child. Mm. You know, there was a time where um, where I grew up in, in New Zealand. We, we grew up in the suburbs, and we had a, a dead end street, and we had kids that would come out to play, and um, you know, we'd, we'd play on our we'd play softball, we'd play uh, kick the ball, kick the rugby ball. We had a we had a friend that it was next to a creek as well, and we had a friend that had a little dinghy. So we'd sometimes we'd go out in his, you know, his dinghy. You know, like, it was so much fun. We'd eat at other people's houses. They'd eat at my house. You know, we'd knock on each other's door. And But as a kid, didn't worry about anything other than the only thing that I worried about was mum and dad said, be home for dinner and be home before dark. And there were consequences. So that was the only thing I worried about. You know, mm. that if I didn't get home in time, there were consequences. But what a, what a time, um, a childhood that, and I, and I know now, as I grow up and I share my childhood with others, I realize it's a real blessing. I realize the childhood that I experienced is not the childhood that everybody experiences, you know, that, that, mm. that, um, that type of uh, fun camaraderie with friends in the neighborhood. And um, But the thing is, I didn't have to worry about adult issues. You know, uh, one, of my, one of my favorite memories... I wonder if you can think about one of your favorite memories. I'm pretty sure it's not a childcare one. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, but one of my favorite memories, really simple. I remember it was, a, it was school holidays. I was about nine or ten. I had a best friend who was my neighbor. He was two years younger than me. And um, and my brother was, was, was there too. But my dad took one week off holidays. And one day he took us to the swimming pools. Uh, and... We swam for I don't know how long. After the swimming pools, we went to this beach called Point Chev, and he bought us fish and chips, and then we kicked the soccer ball around. And that's like a really precious memory in my head that conjures up really good feelings. Like, man, what a what a um, what a loving dad. What a um, what a great time I had with my brother and my friend. Mm. Um, you know, and to this day, I, I do this with my family, and I actually do it with my my own friends. Like, if I want to take them out somewhere. And there's, you know, there's, there's plenty of nice spots in Hobart and, and I mean, uh, Tasmania, nice beaches, mm. buy fish and chips, go to the beach and kick the ball around, mm. you know? And it's like, it's like, I'm trying to pass it on to somebody else, you know, like I want, I want you to experience the, the good feelings I had as a kid. Mm. And, um, those, those memories really stay, you know? And so today's title, be like a child. In fact, Jason, before we do that. Do you, can you remember yeah. one that you can... Uh, again, relating to beach. I- interesting, isn't uh, it? In, in Tasmania, I grew up mostly in Tasmania, and uh, the two things I remember, um, our family used to go boating, you know, like water, oh, yes. water skiing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And even before I could ski, uh, we could, you know, go on the little boards, you know, the, the toboggans, I think <sighs> they call them. I still can't, But, yeah. Uh, yeah, spending time with family friends <laughs> mm. uh, on the beaches. But also another one, uh, we got a little mini bike. We used to live up in St. Helens for a little while. We got a little motorbike. Oh, right. And uh, at, at that stage, you're allowed to go on some beaches, and uh, we would take this bike up onto the beach, and you just had <laughs> miles miles of flat sand to, to ride on. It was like uh, just a, another level of freedom. <laughs> that sounds like fun. It was fun. Yeah, mm. that sounds like fun. And uh, I've actually got a question. I've got a qu- the listener question for today. Uh, if you want to text us back on this is what is your happiest childhood memory Jason and I have just shared ours uh, it would be nice if you uh, text us back and this uh, this month in June if you reply to our um, listener question you go into the drawer to win some merch some Faith FM merch there's a jacket a mug uh, possibly pens 
What, whatever merchandise uh, Faith of Him have there. Some T-shirts, maybe? T-shirts, yeah. yeah. So they're, they're willing to give that, away, give that away. So the listener question is, what is your happiest childhood memory? And you could text that back on 488 So we're talking about um, be like a child. In fact, there's a Bible verse in, in uh, that we can go to in Matthew 18, verse 2 to 4, where Jesus kind of makes this reference. And um, he says in Matthew 18, verse 2 to 4, he says, He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, Truly I tell you, speaking to the crowd while this child's sitting on his, on his lap, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So referencing a child and telling the crowd, unless you become like a child. Now, others have interpreted that to act like a silly child when they excited or, or things like that. Do you think that's the right interpretation, Jason? I'm not. I'm guessing not. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we're going to go through now is just remembering our childhood memories, you know, mm. and remember, remembering what it's like not to worry about the bills, remembering what, what it's like not to worry about all the big picture things, all the, you know, everything was taken care of. Uh there's a, a level of nearly, oh, what's the word? Taken for granted trust. Mm. <laughs> you know, there's a trust there that you don't even think twice about. Mm. right? And so God's saying, when you're able to be like this child and just trust in the Lord, man, you're in, you're in a good space. Mm. You're in a good space to be able to um, have that relationship with God. So we're going to go there this um, in, in this the show, talking about uh, what it, what does it mean when Jesus says be like a child? We're going to talk next in the next segment. We're going to talk about um, not worrying about resources, and then we're going to talk about the passing down of identity, purpose, and meaning to life. And then we'll try and wrap it up about what it means to step out of faith and trust God with your whole life. Right. So again, the the um, the previous. Previous episodes can be listened to on our Faith FM app, uh, so you can go there to listen to our previous episodes. And again, our, our, our listener question, what is your happiest childhood memory? Text us. I'd love to hear them. Uh, 488 880891 488 880891 So text us. Text us and let us, let us read what your happiest childhood memories uh, are and when you didn't have to worry about all these adult, adult things that we worry about now. We're going to go into our our first song. This is Chris Rice. He's a great artist. Chris Rice, and his song is called This Is My Father's World. Amen. This is my father's world And to my listening ears All nature sings and brownie rings of the spheres This is my Father's world I rest me in the thought Of rocks and trees Of skies and seas His hand the wonders wrought This is my Father's world 
the birds their carols raise the morning light the lily white declare their maker's praise this is my father's world he shines in all that's fair in the rustling grass i can hear him pass he speaks to me my father's word oh let me ne'er forget that though the wrong seems oft so strong god is the ruler yet this is my father's world the battle is not done jesus who died be satisfied and earth and heaven be one this is my father's world the battle is not done jesus who died will be satisfied and earth and heaven be one and earth and heaven be Then heaven be one. You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and we we are talking about the topic of be like a child and the series that uh, the currency of God's kingdom. So previously we talked about uh, you know the blessing of being a child and not having to worry about all these adult things, responsibilities of bills and clothing and food, filling up the pantry, making sure. The family's okay. And what does it mean to be a child? <clears throat> it will start from the beginning, what it means to be a child in the Bible. It goes in, um, oh, actually, before I do that, I want to remind you, if you do the uh, listener question, the listener question that we have for, uh, that we have for this morning at Tazzy FM, uh, Faith FM, is uh, what is your happiest childhood memory? What is your childhood uh, happiest childhood memory? Text us on 488 and I'll remind you too, you can enter the draw for some uh, some merchandise that we're giving away for this month in June. And if you didn't know also, uh, if you text BASS, B for Bravo, A for Alpha, S for Sierra, with double S, um, you also can enter again into the draw. So answering the question, texting BASS to 488 puts you into the draw for some merchandise from Faith FM. Well, it's the question, what is your... What is your uh, happiest childhood memory? We've got a free book offer this morning, uh, today as well, Experiencing God's Love. I'll give the code later on, but it's a, we've got several copies to give away, so keep your, keep your ears peeled when we uh, give the code so you can be into that. So we're going to start from the beginning of what it means to be a child, and it's strange. Now, in my imagination, when I think of Adam, I wonder what that age was. I wonder what age that uh, Adam was created at. Mm. He was—he wasn't actually born like we were. You know, we got—we were inside a tummy for nine months. With so we we assume he was an adult of some sort. <laughs> we, we, well, the, a lot of the artist illustrations show that, doesn't it? Perhaps like, a young adult. Uh, you know, like you know, maybe twenty. <laughs> maybe twenty. Who knows? Yeah, that, that's the way I envisage it. Is that? Yeah. Well, maybe twenty, twenty-five. Who knows? <laughs> you know. The, 
when I think of what's the optimum age, you know, mm. my, my brain goes straight to physical stuff. Yeah. You know, and I think, yeah. oh, mm. you know, optimum, I reckon it was probably around that age that you see, mm. you know, between 18 and 22. In terms of wisdom? <laughs> in terms of wisdom, not so much. You yeah. know, I think optimally, I'm speaking for a man anyway, if I could have the mind of a 65-year-old mm. and the body of a 20-year-old, <laughs> I think we've, we've reached optimum. And I, and I wonder... With Adam, you know, when uh, because I think the thing that Adam has that's similar to us is that um, he wasn't in the process of growing. You know, we grew in a womb for nine nine months. Adam woke up and thought, "Oh, what's happening around me?" You know, and I wonder how how he learned. You know, as babies, we learn differently. To you know, like, and and I'm just thinking about that. You know. Um you said that we'd want the mind of a 65-year-old, but there's something special about children's minds as well, isn't it? That they right. they love to learn. Yeah. You know, they're thirsty for new knowledge. You yeah. know? And so there's something special about that. And I think what we just said then, you know, like as Jesus said, be like a, be like a child. Mm. They're like sponges, mm. open to learning, you know? Mm. And I think that's why I love being around kids is because um, their uh, openness to Oh man, you know what's the, the questions? You know, yeah, their inquisitiveness. Inquisitiveness, is, I love it. You know, and I think it reminds me, David. You need to keep learning. Mm. You know, you need to keep being inquisitive. But keep why? Asking questions. <laughs> oh man, I tell you what, my youngest, my nine-year-old wolf, happens all the time. You know, but you know, Genesis one verse twenty-seven says that so God created man in His own image, in the image of God He created a male and female. He created them. So from the very beginning. When uh, let's call Adam and Eve the first children, right? They were created in the image of God, so there was already a passing of um, investing. God invested Himself in the creation of human beings, right? When we think of children as well, parents do the same thing. You know, they're they're uh, they're investing themselves, and when you think of it in a in a um, in a sense of the physical elements of a child, right? It's got both the genetics of mum and dad. You know, it's um, you know, there's a passing of uh, the DNA, the information that's in the DNA. So mm. the child's going to be like the the parents. They're going to look like the parents. So God, and, and they say even even uh, personality yeah. traits and things can be inherited as well. Oh, it's it's crazy. I, I find that amazing. You know, I, I you know I work with the youth. You know, sometimes I'll um, meet kids in the church community. And I don't know them that well. And as I hang out with them, I start picking up, I think this is such and such as child. Yeah. You know, because of just the way yeah. they are, you know, the, yeah. the words they use, the sentence structure. I'm like, that person talks like Malcolm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I say, hey, uh, are you related to Malcolm? Oh, yeah, that's my dad. <laughs> you know, okay. All right. I guess, guess this much. But that's, it's so, it's so awesome. You know, it's um, from, the, from the very beginning. And then in Genesis 2, but this goes to show how God, how much God has invested in us, you know, mm. like how much He's put in His DNA and His personality and His you know, just the, the way He is into into each and every one of His children. I, I think um, for me that being created in the image of God, to God as a Creator created us as a Creator as creative yeah, beings, yeah, as creative creative. beings. Yeah. So I think we love to be creative as well. Absolutely. Mm. The joy, the joy that we find in being creative, eh? It's so it's so, it's so awesome. And in the next chapter, um, I usually talk about Genesis one being the creation story from a distance and Genesis two being more up close and personal. Mm. And the record in Genesis two verse seven says, Then the Lord God formed the man of dust 
formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. You know, our existence, even to this day, is from our connection to the breath of life that God gives us. This is so significant. Understanding that um, us as children is just like the umbilical cord for us with mum when we were growing up and you know, growing inside the, inside the womb. Right now, we are that reliance on the breath of God, on the breath of God in each and every one of our lives. But this shows how much God invests into how much he loves us as his children. Mm. Now, coming to um, Psalms 139, <clears throat> this is such a beautiful take of uh, God trying to speak to us. In fact, just thinking of it now, if you haven't heard of it, I'm not, I'm not sure if you've heard of um, The Father's Love Letter. Have you heard yes. or read that? Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not out of the Bible, is it? It's it's somebody's written. Paraphrasing, yeah. yeah paraphrasing. They've, they've taken all these different um, passages, t- passages yeah. in the Bible mm. and put it together like a love letter from God. And it's mm. so it's it's such a huge blessing. But if you haven't seen it before, look up fatherslovedletter.com and have a listen and have a read. And uh Psalms hundred and thirty nine is in that in that love letter. And this is this is what it sounds like. I'm reading from 13 to 18, you know, and as you're listening to this, think about God's voice speaking directly to you. Psalms 139 verse 13 to 18, it says, uh, this is David speaking to, to God. It says, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I could count them, if I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I'm still with you. Man, you know, as a baby... You don't think about any of these things, mm. right? When mm. you're a little baby born, I can't even remember the day I was born. Uh, Mum and dad have to tell me the story, and I love it. Every time dad tells me the story, I get this, I get this uh, googly feeling. I don't know this, this feeling of just feeling really, you know, precious, like a little kid. But um, and I do the same thing with my kids. I don't know if you know, but my my daughter, when she was born, uh, she was born in the house, right? I, uh, have I told you this, Jason? No. Oh, okay. So my, two, two of my children were born at home. Yeah, we never planned it that mm. way. You know, no. some people think, oh, that's nice that you, you know, so, no, that's <laughs> not, no, that's not, that's not how we planned it. Uh, ours uh, were, the, the last two, uh, yeah, they were planned at home. So. All right. Mm. So you planned it. Mm. We, we didn't. Uh, my one was uh, soccer reckon that um, our firstborn uh, took too long. You know, we went to the hospital at nine o'clock and um, the nurse said, oh, you know, you're not. You know, not, not ready yet. Just go for a walk up and down the, the hall and come back. And so we did. And uh, Uriah was born 20 minutes after nine. So she felt that that was too long. <laughs> I went, oh, okay. So she said, next time we'll, we'll delay a little bit so we don't have to wait at the hospital so much. I went, oh, okay. So I just went by, went, went off her. And so when my, my daughter came along, she said, okay, I think I'm ready to get to the hospital. So I went to call the hospital. And while I'm on the phone, I hear my wife say, you know what, Dave, it's too late. Come. And then so I went to her and a few seconds later there's a baby in my arms, you know. So you delivered. I delivered. Oh. I delivered that I delivered that little girl. That's pretty special. 
Yeah, adrenaline was pumping something chronic, you mm. know. I was like, oh man. I'll... But the lady <laughs> on the phone just said, David, stay on the phone, stay with me. You know, but, and when baby, you know, when all my kids were born, I can guarantee they didn't think of anything like Psalms 139. Yes. <laughs> however, however, I, I know for a fact now that children can feel and sense the love from parents. In fact, um, I read a, a paper where it said that uh, ch- uh, children are very sensitive to the emotions that we we display around them. You know, mm. they, they pick up all those things. Mm. And so being a child, think of it this way, being a child is, um, is being able to be loved. Mm. You know, mm. This sounds being so open, th- being um, naturally able to be loved. Yeah, it sounds so simple, mm. but yeah, we already talked about marriage and why mm. marriage is so difficult at the moment is because some people just don't trust and think, man, you know, like, uh, or some people start thinking, and so possibly some of our listeners start thinking, oh, you know, I'm, um, I'm not worthy of love, you know, I'm, I'm not somebody to be loved. I know who I am, and yeah, I don't think anyone, anyone should. Uh, Think about loving me. And so being like a child is being open to the fact of, yes, I, I can be loved and God can love me and mm. God is able to love me and I am able to be loved. But again, the listen to the question that we had this, that we have for today. What is your happiest childhood memory? What is your ha- happiest childhood memory? Share with us. We'd love to, love to read it. Uh, text it through to 0488880891 and, uh, got the free uh, and again, the merchandise. If you answer the question, we've got some merchandise to give away this month. So, uh, open yourself up to that. Our uh, next song that we've got coming through is from. Uh, it's actually from Kate Gariga. You haven't got it written Kate down Gariga. there, but Kate Gariga. Okay, that's something I need to work on too. <laughs> so, we keep on training. Kate Gariga. And this song is He Cares. I really like this song. Um, I pray that you can sense how much God loves you as you listen to the song as well. God is so, so good And He helps us learn How to be like Him And He cares for us And He guides us by His Holy Spirit When you think of how He answers prayer You see Almighty Alpha and Omega Shining brighter than the light He cares, He cares Yeah, He cares All of us He cares, He cares Yeah, He cares God is merciful I want to be like you He will be my guide When I fall I'll rise By His Spirit Hear the nature around us speak His almighty hand written all over Yes, he cares. 
program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Taz Encounters on Faith FM with myself, David Leo and Jason, who's here with me. And we've been going through uh, the series that I've been talking about in the last uh, five weeks on uh, the currency of God's kingdom. We looked at marriage, uh, parenting, and now we're looking at what it means to be like a child. And I've asked a question, hoping that you'll, you'll backtrack and you'll Dig into your memory cells to think of a time of the happiest memory that you have as a child. And, uh, yeah, share it with us. Share it with us here at, uh, with Jason and myself at Faith FM. 0488 And, uh, also, if you answer that question, we're giving away, uh, free merchandise this month for the month of June. And, um, yeah, you have to get some merchandise like a t-shirt, some jackets, mug. Could be anything. So if you answer the question, you're going to the pri- uh, the draw for that. And also, if you just text one word, bass, B A S, that also puts you into the draw. So if you can get as many entries into the draw as possible, you know, you'll probably get yourself some uh, free merchandise from Faith FM for the month of June. So we've t- been talking about uh, being like a child. Uh, and that the, we talked in the last section about when we're born, uh, the things that we just rely on as, as the parents, you know, we looked at Psalms 139. I'm pretty sure as, as babies, we don't even, we don't even have the ability to comprehend those type of things, you know, how much we're wonderfully made and how God's been looking after us in the womb. It's something we reflect on as an adult. But as a child, you do sense what it means to be cared for and loved and, you know, um, the mum and dad providing for everything. I remember how, I remember how stringent my wife was with our first child. Everything was on schedule, you know. Um, this is when baby needs to be fed, and you know we get a. For some reason, I opted. Oh, actually, I knew I knew why because I could see how tired she was, you know, having a newborn. But I took on the shift in the middle of the night to wake up in the middle of the night to give baby the the feed. Then, and you know, baby didn't worry about that. All baby wanted to do was get fed, get clothed, stay warm. And, you know, like each and every one of us, we were like that at one particular stage. I want to talk about now how uh, we talk about the breath of life. And here's one here's one more thing that we're so dependent when it comes to depending on God. Just like as children, we depend on our parents. Uh, we depend on God. I talk about the breath of life. And in Acts 17, verse 8, uh, Paul makes this 
this this amazing um, quote from a from a poem that the the Greeks were familiar with. But uh, Jason, would you mind reading from Acts seventeen verse twenty eight, please? Sure. It says, "In Him we live <coughs> and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said." For we are indeed his offspring. His offspring. That's another way of saying his children, isn't mm. it? It says, in him we live and move and have our being. It seems that even to this particular day, even to the day that we're living and breathing right now, it's whether you believe in God or not. <laughs> Paul saying, in God, we live and move and have our existence. Ah, oh, why? If we're talking about depending on uh, dependence as children, there's something that we what's the, what's the word take for granted trust mm. take for granted trust and now I want to talk about our dependence as children children for our meaning purpose and identity right meaning purpose and identity just a quick question Jason um, because you enjoyed being on the water is there a chance that I still love enjoying being on the water I've got a got a paddleboard and I love to water ski right <laughs> is there a chance that your your parents enjoyed that as well. Yeah. Ah, okay. So <laughs> that's right. Well, certainly the water skiing came uh, from my parents. Yeah, they they loved being on the water. Yeah, and there's something else you see a lot a lot in in uh, commonplace in society, right? Um, where if parents enjoy a certain thing, quite often the kids pick it up as well. Mm. You know, it's like it's like by default mm. that they they uh, enjoy what the parents enjoy. Or they uh, find interesting what the parents find interesting, mm. and I suppose more, you know, in, in the ancient days it was more apparent that, you know, I remember learning in school that because there were so many Smiths in New Zealand, you know, and I, and I remember asking the teacher why are there so many Smiths, you know, and the teacher said, oh, because um, uh, the, back in the days you had blacksmiths, and the, the children that were the, they were born to the blacksmiths were well, known as John, the son of the blacksmith. You know, or you know, Jenny, the Jennifer, the, the daughter of the blacksmith, and that became a common you blacksmith know, was a commonplace trade. I've um, I've got to share this. Uh, when I graduated, I, I studied engineering at uni, yeah. and uh, my eldest <coughs> son he decided to go down that path of studying engineering. He did a different field. He does he's mechanical. I was electrical, um, and then after a few years, I moved into IT and uh, did uh, software development and all sorts of different things with IT. My second son uh, is a software developer, <laughs> works for a big company in Sydney. And uh, interestingly, my daughter, uh, who could have done anything she wanted to, um, is, a, is a nurse. Well, I didn't do nursing, but uh, guess what? My wife, wife uh, right, is a nurse. Right. So, isn't that amazing? It is. Without any pressure whatsoever, that's the uh, professions my children have decided to take on. Oh, amazing. It, I'm, I'm glad you shared that because you just reminded me too. I thought it was sweet. Just last week, my youngest boy, Luther, who's nine years old, he said to me, Dad, I want to be a pastor too. I went, oh, wow. You know, awesome. like, this awesome. is, you know and, and you know, I said, why? And he gave me a few reasons. But when I went to bed... I felt like a child because it was like God affirming me and saying, "Hey, whatever your kid's seen, he likes it." Mm. And I'm like, "Oh wow, you know this is this is this is awesome." And so we we work out the like you just mentioned. Now there's a passing on, there's a traditional passing of meaning, purpose, and identity. Mm. You know, the kid comes into a world if, if and, the, and yet it's done a free will as well. It's not forced. Yeah, that's right. Mm. You know, like 
I'm pretty sure you never said to your your, your, your older son, yeah, you want to do this. You have to. You have son. to be an engineer. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. It, it's things they observe and things mm. they look at. Mm. And, you know, there's a bit of, as we said, the DNA information. Mm. They probably find that stuff interesting as well. Yeah. You know what? There's something inside me that makes me want to, mm. you know, to do this. You know, that's, uh, um, what's that? It's the old, old debate of nature versus nurture, isn't mm. it? Yeah. So mm. you, you got to look at that and go, oh, which one's which? But when they're born into a family, it's funny, my youngest son too. <laughs> you were there at the presentation I did at uh, Rosny a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about something at family worship about the importance of witnessing. Mm. And he said, oh, you know, another good thing too, Dad, is if, um, you find, if I find a wife that has similar values and goals, then and we have children, we're helping to spread the gospel. <laughs> yeah, went, there you well, go. He I learned said, something from Yeah, that. <laughs> I said, where did you catch that from? He goes, oh, you said it the other night. Yeah. I went, oh. <laughs> but there's, there's another thing, right? When children are born... Into a into a family that believe and and are, are totally convinced that we are here on a mission from God that we want to share that we have a, a, a Lord and Savior that became a human being died on the cross to take on our sins and is returning mm. and wants to wants to um, restore the world to how it used to be to restore mm. the wider family unit to what it used to be and this is the this is the mission that each of us uh, are living. We pass that on to our children. You know, we, we we say to our children, here's a book called the Bible. It tells a story of our Lord Jesus, uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and we pass on that identity, right, to the next generation, to the, mm. to our children. Mm. And as they pick it up and observe and they, they uh, you know, and, my, and, and we always want them to experience for themselves. You know, we want them to experience um, God's love for themselves. It's a, uh, it's always a, always a mission to be able to pass on their identity. So as children, we're dependent on God for resources, or we're dependent on our parents for resources, we're dependent on them for our meaning, life, and purpose. And this is the same with God. And so, the book offer we got for today, it's... Uh, I was going to say, were we going to read that next passage before we go to the break? Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's do that. Matthew 3.17. Matthew 3.17. Could you read that, please, Jason? It says, And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Okay. Why did I why did I choose Matthew 3.17? Because from this sentence, we hear the voice of God come from heaven um, as a father, saying and affirming his son Jesus, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And when we hear that voice, who of any adult, whether they're a hundred years old, whatever, wants to hear the voice of their father or their parent mm. or their mother mm. saying the same things. It's so important. It's so important. Yeah. We, you know, like even to this day when I do something, when dad says, oh, I'm really proud of Great you, son. Great job, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Or mum says, oh, I saw that. Mm. You did a really good, man, the, the blessing that you just feel, you know, mm. like, and, and there's a book called Desire of Ages read by Ellen White and she, she makes the comment that the same voice that spoke to the son for anybody that accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior that is also for each and every one of you mm. and man I hold on to that promise I hold on to that promise and so uh, the book offer that we got um, I got for today is called Experiencing God's Love how many of us want to experience God's love and be blessed by by that unconditional love this book um you know, when was the last time you experienced unconditional love? Does your soul yearn for peace? Do you long for forgiveness? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? 
Can you know for certain that Jesus died for you? That his everlasting love is yours? Experiencing God's love will provide Bible-based answers to these important questions and more. You will discover that God really cares about your life, that you can trade anxiety for peace, that true forgiveness transforms lives, that Jesus suffered the cross for you, and that there is a reason to hope for a bright tomorrow. The Bible's book of Hebrews tells us that the joy of us, Jesus tells us that for the joy of us, (laughs) Jesus came and suffered. In a world that tells us we should make something of ourselves, God made himself nothing. He takes one look at you, his love and his joy smiles and says it was worth it all. Our next song, it's uh, Never uh, Never Let Go by Gregor Pillay. This was this pastor was actually uh, one of my mentors when I was living in uh, New South Wales while I was at college. This is one of my favorite songs.
You're listening to Taz Encounters on Faith FM with David Leo and Jason Cook. We're talking the topic of be like a child. Now, I promised earlier a code, a code to claim our <clears throat> free book. Today, we've got several copies to give away. So uh, the, cop, uh, the book is called Experiencing God's Love. And to claim a copy, you need to text in this code, FAMILY15, all in one word, FAMILY15 to 0488-880-891. And that's the digits 15, not the word 15. Ah, uh, yes. FAMILY15. FAMILY15, no space, FAMILY15. Also, with that text number that I gave you, it's still not too late to uh, send us what your favorite childhood memory is. The, the question that I asked this uh, today's show is, what is your favorite childhood memory of being like a child? And so we've been talking about um, the importance of depending on God uh, for our, well, in, in the earthly sense, because I've been I've been saying that I believe that the family unit is meant to show, demonstrate and give an example of what God's kingdom is like. And so we depend on our parents uh, for resources that they'll feed us, that they'll look after us, they'll clothe us, keep us warm, and all these all these things. And uh, the next thing I talked about was our dependence on our parents to give us our meaning, uh, purpose, and identity. And now it's going to wrap up uh, by looking more into that, looking more into that uh, that idea of the family unit demonstrating God's kingdom. You know, last week I told a, a story of a young girl and my son. My son actually told me a story too. It's stories that you don't like to hear. But this happened in America just this year, apparently. A 19-year-old girl uh, thought she had a really sore back, went to the hospital, and they told her that she was actually pregnant. And so she went to the bathroom, had baby, dumped the baby there, came back and thinking that no one's going to know. Um, uh, the cleaner came around, you know, there was something, you know, the, 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 the rubbish bag was heavier than usual. And now this, this girl, and the mother was shocked, you know, um, the mother was shocked that, that, that this happened when they started questioning the daughter. Uh, so the 19-year-old girl now is, safe, is facing time in prison for slaughter, you know, for, for the baby. And so the question comes, well, <laughs> now this is this is for another time, and I'm I'm pretty sure I'll get into a, another show to talk about this. People say, "Well, what's wrong with what's wrong with people that they can't love their kid, or the kid doesn't love their parents, or um, husband and wife don't love each other?" And you know, it sh- this is what I've heard. It should be natural. <laughs> it should be natural. Yeah, you know? it's not always easy. Mm. No, no, and, and and it's not. You know, um, we just talk about the importance of our dependence on God for the breath of life. Right. Since the entrance of sin, it's actually natural for us not to love somebody mm. else. Mm. That's our natural state of and where that, we're at. It's to be you selfish, know? isn't it? And and that obviously, the more selfish we are, the less love we can uh, have for others. Right. Mm. Right on. You know, and, and Paul actually says in Romans eight verse seven that the carnal mind, or the fleshly mind, or the human mind, is hostile towards God. So, our human our human nature is to be hostile towards God. So the fact that we can actually love somebody or love people and love our children and love our parents, that's supernatural. That is God <laughs> instilling in us the love that he has for us to be able to give to others. Mm. And so, man, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful that I could 
love others because God, I know that God loves me. This is what it means to be a child, to make us, to put yourself in a point where, yes, I will be loved by God. Yes, I will trust God with all the resources. I will trust God for my meaning and purpose and identity. And so when we've been talking about this topic, if there is a place, if there is a place for Satan to attack God's kingdom, well, where's the target and where's the, where's the place that Satan would want to ensure that he can bust or break up or destroy in order to take away the demonstration of God's kingdom? Well, the family, the family, <laughs> the family unit is where Satan's going to go in and um, start his wreak havoc because the last thing he wants is for each and every one of us to have the understanding that this is my father's world. He owns all the resources and I don't have to worry about anything. And second of all, I'm going to have life, meaning, and purpose through through God. And if Satan can take that away, well, yeah, we, we've seen some of those results. We can see that happening around us, right? I mean, mm. <laughs> we can, we can uh, there's, there's, some, there's some things that are, I just talked about the story about that, that girl, for a lot of us, that's shocking. You know, when we exercise love and we see love being exercised in our lives, we think, oh, how can anyone do something like that? But we see it all the time. You know, we hear courts when somebody's um, being charged with a murder, the defensive lawyer will say something, oh, this person was brought up in 30 foster homes and this person was abused and this person was blah, blah, blah. And you can see that just from the upbringing, there are, there are people that have, that have been brought up in such a way where they struggle to see God. In fact, I remember, I remember t- doing a sermon one time talking about God um, being a loving father. And um, this woman talked to me later on that week. And um, as she was talking on the phone, she said, you know, I really struggle with your sermon. She said, my father, I wished, when I was a kid, I wished he was dead. Hmm. Uh, the, things that, the things that happened to the things that happened to her. And so <clears throat> I, want, I want us to really focus on the fact that where, where the family has failed, this is where the church is meant to step in. Mm. This is what the the role of the church was created for, to be the family to, to people that never got that experience. In mm. fact, there's this book that I read, uh, I was just looking at, you know, there's this big argument about abortion and things like this. And it talked about the history of the church, that the Romans found it really weird that when parents went to the court to, to dump their kids, there was a group of people that would come and pick up the kids and bring them up. Right, so there was a whole pe- whole heap of kids that were brought up in the early church that were adopted into the family, and you know I want to um, finish off with First John three verse one. If you could read that, please, um, Jason. So see what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God, mm. and so we are. Yeah. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Right. The moment we we confess that we are the children of God, we will understand. The love of the Father. And so, for anyone that seems discouraged, if it's yourself or some people you know, man, the church is there to be the family that we never had. And so, I would encourage anyone that's in the church, that's that's our role. That's what we need to do. Yeah, be that family. Be that family. (laughs) Love people. Amen. Demonstrate God's love. Love people the way you understand family. And it is sad when you hear people who've had bad experiences with church as well, but... But that's not how church is meant to be. Um, if if you've had a bad experience with church, maybe try again. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, for a fact, mm. it's meant to be family love. That's mm. what you're meant to experience the, mm. in that community. So join us tomorrow with uh, David Maxwell and Jason. Um, 
going into uh, the title of it was ho- something to do with stewards. Yeah, that's it. stewards. Yeah, yeah. So it's a you 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 can be a family of God, and now your responsibility is to be a wholesome steward. Yeah, <laughs> and so. Um, I'll, I'll be here to learn some ropes again. Uh, Jay, I'll be in the background there as Jason uh, takes the show. But um, the, and what uh, have you got coming up next week for us? Next week, I'm going to wrap this up with uh, the Elijah message. Everything I've been talking about in the last uh, five weeks, why that is so important. And um, I'm looking forward in two weeks' time. I'm going to start with the seven roles of Jesus Christ. So we're going out with this celebration that you can celebrate being a child of God. This song's from Fernando Ortega. It's called Children of the Living God. This guy is an awesome artist. And um, and don't um, forget our code for uh, the book offer today. Thank you, Jason. The family, code is family, family 15. 15. The number 15, family 15, all in one word, to 0488 Thanks for joining us. How'd we get, how'd I do, David? <laughs> really good, really good. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy your day. Children of the living God, come and sing, sing out loud. Children of the living God, sing to the living God. Sing of the wonders He has made. Falling rain Sing of the wonders He has made Sing to the living God How He loves us with great love He who sits enthroned above For our lives He spilled His blood Sent His Spirit like a flood Children of the living God Sing to the living God Sing of His gentle healing hands How they found the lowliest man Sing of His gentle healing hands Sing to the living God Sing of the mercy that He gives sin, He forgives. Sing of the mercy that He gives. Sing to the living God. How He loves us with great love. He who sits enthroned above. For our lives He spilled His blood. Said His Spirit like a flood. Children of the living God, sing to the Love, he who sits enthroned.